I think there are many people who attend churches who would identify themselves as Christians who think they chose God, that they accepted Jesus, that they believed by their own will of themselves. If all of these things were true, then salvation is of yourself. It's by your will. And damnation is by yourself. It's of your own will. And you have reason to bristle against those who are in the bars and aren't saved. But salvation is of God. God chose the nation of Israel not because they were wonderful. God chose them by his own will for his own purpose. God chose us in the New Testament church. Us as individuals. And how do we know it was God revealing himself to us at some point in time? As an individual, many people attend church and join church and are baptized, but they've never had the situation where God revealed himself to them directly. That's being born again, because when that happens to you, you aren't the same person that you were before. It's like Paul on the road to Damascus. Being born again is exactly like Paul on the road to Damascus. Paul was out there trying to capture the Christians to bring them to prison so they could be killed. At the time, Jesus revealed himself to Paul from heaven. Paul wasn't trying to be saved. He thought he was religious. He was trained in the highest forms of the Pharisees' religion. At the time, he was persecuting the followers of Jesus. Look closely at this story of Paul. It is wonderful. Acts chapter 9. The Apostle Paul tells us his story. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus where he was going to try to catch Christians to bring them to prison. And suddenly there shined around him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Notice that this voice from heaven called him by name. There were several men traveling with him. They saw this light. They heard this voice. But they weren't called by Jesus. Jesus called Saul by name, later to be named Paul, and said to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Well, instantly, Paul was changed. He was no longer trying to catch the Christians to imprison them. He was a Christian at that point. 
because God revealed himself to Paul. Jesus revealed himself to Paul, and he was changed forever. He was never like he was before. In Acts 26, Paul is explaining this situation to King Agrippa, and he goes into more detail concerning this calling from Jesus that he received from heaven. Jesus said to him, Acts 26, verses 16 through 18, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom I now send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Being called by God, he may call us by name, or he may reveal something to you to open your eyes and to cause you to understand. In my case, I was in my bedroom when God said to me by his Spirit, Joan, once again, using my name, Joan, you know all those mistakes you've been making all these years? Those weren't mistakes. Those were sins. I said, oh, sins, I thought they were mistakes. I was changed instantly. Just like Paul was changed instantly, I was changed instantly. Pam Paget was not called by name, but she had a very interesting situation. One of her classmates was killed on a motorcycle, and all of a sudden, Pam realized she could be killed. Someone her age could die. All of a sudden, she understood that. Now, where did that understanding come from? None of her sisters did that. Her mother didn't show that. Her classmates didn't show that. Pam was given understanding by God. Understanding is from God. Salvation is not of ourselves. Understanding is not of ourselves. It's not that we go and try to understand. I've seen people do that. It never worked. It's that God opens your eyes to understand things of God. So Pam understood that she could be killed. And she understood something else. The things she learned in the Catholic Church would not save her. She would go to hell if she died that moment. Only God could save her. All this understanding, where did it come from? It didn't come out of Pam. It came from God opening her eyes, choosing her. God chose her. There are all these other people who saw the same situation. They realized the boy had been killed on the motorcycle. 
All these other people knew that. Yet Pam had understanding from God given to her. She was chosen by God that she would be saved. If you think you believed of yourself, you have something to be proud of. But when you realize it was God who opened your eyes to believe the gospel, how can you have pride in yourself? What you have then is thanksgiving that God allowed you to believe the gospel. You have gratitude that he changed you from the person you were. So pride turns into gratitude when we understand that our understanding is of God. And he is the one who opened our eyes so we could see. There are so many scriptures on this subject. I hope that you can see and can look at these scriptures and understand. I hope God will permit you to understand that if you believe the scriptures, he's the one who opened your eyes so you could believe. And your gratitude should be toward God who chose you to believe rather than toward yourself. You should have continual gratitude to God that he allowed you to be a child of God. Let's look at a few scriptures on this subject. Let us start with Deuteronomy 14, verse 2. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God, and the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. The children of Israel were chosen by God to be his people. Noah found grace in the sight of God, and God saved Noah from the great flood. Then Abraham was chosen by God and was given promises concerning the nations that were to come from him. God said to Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. Genesis 12, verses 1 through 4. In his old age, Abraham had a child. And he was the child that had been promised by God. And he named that child Isaac because God told him to name him Isaac. At first, as Isaac grew up, Isaac could say, My father's God spoke to him. Later, Isaac is going to say, God revealed himself to me. God spoke directly to me. See, that's the key right there. It's not your father's God, but it is that God revealed himself to you. Now he is your God. Many people 
go to churches where their families go, but they don't really know God personally. When God reveals himself to them, then God is their God, not just their father's God, but their God. So to Isaac, God said, Go not down to Egypt, dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee, for unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father, and I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Genesis chapter 26, verses 2 through 5. So now Isaac is going to be able to say, my God revealed himself to me. My God spoke to me and told me this. It's not just Abraham's God. Now he's Isaac's God because God revealed himself to Isaac. Isaac has two sons. Esau is the firstborn and Jacob is the second. And it's prophesied to Rebekah, the mother, that the elder will serve the younger. And she knows Jacob is the chosen one of God. So Esau and Jacob are raised in the home of their mother and father. And Isaac, their father, knows God because God revealed himself to Isaac. When he is a grown man, God reveals himself to Jacob. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. He's never going to be the same after he goes to sleep because God at that point is going to change him and reveal himself to Jacob. Now Jacob will be of God. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee, and in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, 
and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Genesis 28, verses 10 through 15. Now we have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who are the children of God. For God has revealed himself personally to each one of them. And they know him because he spoke to them. Later, Jacob was renamed Israel by God. And his 12 sons were going to be the children of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel. And one of his sons was going to be revealed as the seed of God. To Joseph, one of the 12 sons, God revealed himself by dreams. His brothers hated Joseph because the dreams showed Joseph was going to rule over the brothers. So they took Joseph and sold him into bondage, and Joseph was taken down into Egypt as a slave before the great famine came upon the earth. And God gave wisdom to Joseph, and therefore all that Joseph did prospered above all men because God had given him this wisdom. Pharaoh saw this and made Joseph a ruler in Egypt, second only to himself. So when the great famine hit, Joseph was in charge of everything. His father and his brothers in the land of Canaan came down into Egypt to get food, not knowing Joseph was the one who was the ruler of all. Seventy men from the children of Israel came into Egypt at that time because of the famine. They spent 430 years in Egypt, the children of Israel. The Pharaoh who knew Joseph died. Joseph died, and his generation died. And a Pharaoh was raised up who did not know Joseph. And the children of Israel were slaves to the Egyptians. And the Egyptians made them work with very hard bondage. But God had prophesied to Abraham, who was long since dead, that his seed would serve in a strange land for 400 years. And then he would bring them out with great substance. They served, here they were, 430 years. Now, why is there a difference in the number 400 years versus 430 years? Well, because God told Abraham they would serve as slaves for 400 years, and then they would be brought out. But when they first went down into Egypt, they weren't slaves. Joseph was in charge of everything. So for those early years, they were free men and even ruling over Egypt. Later, they became slaves, and then the great afflictions. And that is the reason we have the difference in the number of 400 given to Abraham and 430 stated in the book of Exodus. 
The generations of the children of Israel spent 430 years in Egypt. And when they were delivered from Egypt by God, their number of men above the age of 20 was 603,550. That exact number is given in Exodus 38, verse 26. They went down as 70 men. When they came out of Egypt 430 years later, they were 603,550 men above the age of 20. More than a half a million men came out of Egypt plus women and children, so there must have been over a million walking out of Egypt at the time God delivered his children. Even in the years of adversity in Egypt, God greatly multiplied the children of Israel, as he said he would do when he spoke to Abraham. In the New Testament, God shows people to himself and open their eyes to see things of God, and cause those individuals to be born again, and God put his name on those individuals, and gave each of them his Holy Spirit to teach them and guide them and show them things to come. That's us today who belong to God. The Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 2, verse 9, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy name, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are peculiar because we no longer serve the world as we once did. Now we serve God. We are different. Which in time past were not a people. And there was a time we weren't a people. We were doing what we wanted to do, seeking our own pleasure, living in sin, a servant to sin. But now are the people of God. Now we're born again and removed from that. And we know, we who are born again know, we did nothing that caused us to be worthy to be born again. It was all of God. And even our faith and our belief is because God enabled us by opening our eyes to the truth. And when we saw the truth, we believed and had faith. So, Peter says in verse 10, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We, it's because God had mercy on me that I'm born again. It, there was no good thing in me, nothing that caused me to be worthy to be born again. It was just the will of God. He chose me. So I can be grateful to God and not have pride in myself because I did nothing. It was God who did everything. It's not that I chose God. He chose me. The Apostle Paul explains in Romans 9, verses 15 through 16, For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, 
and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. God causes us to be born again as his own children. He opens our understanding so that we can know things of God, causing us to be born again, changing us just as he changed Paul instantly. We no longer serve the world as we once did. We're different. Romans 6, start at verse 20. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? Aren't we ashamed of what we did in the past? There's not anything that I'm not ashamed of that I can remember doing. For the end of those things is death. Verse 22. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God. Now we want to please God. We want to go in the way of God. The minute we are saved, the minute we are born again, we want to go to church or we want to read the Bible. We want to know things of God. Where before... We went through a form of maybe reading the Bible or even going to church, but really our heart wasn't in it. We did those things because we thought, oh, we should do them, or maybe it would make us look good to other people. But now we want to do that. We want to be with the people of God. We want to read the Bible. We want to know things of God. Our joy is no longer in the things we once did. We are new creatures. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away. All things are become new. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, it's a gift, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Understanding is of God, from God. If we understand, it's because God opened our eyes to understand something. Therefore, we are grateful to God because he chose us and opened our eyes to understand that we would be saved. Acts chapter 13, verse 48. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Romans chapter 9, verse 18. The apostle Paul says, Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. We are the chosen people of God, just as Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the children of Israel were the chosen people of God. We were all chosen by God and not of anything we did. Acts 2.47 And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. 
Let's look at Ephesians 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, just like us. Paul didn't choose God. God chose him. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I don't know if you had this experience, but I did. After I was born again, and went to church, I thought, how can I ever be accepted by these people at this church? And I saw this scripture. God will make me accepted in the beloved. It is because God will give me things which cause them to recognize that I belong to God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he aboundeth toward us in all wisdom and prudence. He gives us wisdom. He gives us understanding. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, after God revealed to us the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. After God revealed himself to us, opening our eyes so we could understand things of God, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit, who teaches us all things, guides us into all truth, shows us things to come. It would be horrible 
to be trying to live on this earth without having the Holy Spirit to do these things in us. For we would not know the will of God of ourselves. Even by reading the Bible, you would get it wrong. It would always be off a little bit. And you won't endure without that Holy Spirit to keep encouraging you. For it is the Holy Spirit who is the Spirit of Truth and the Comforter. And he lives in each one of us. If you attend a church today, it is most likely that there will be many people in that church who have not heard from God. They were taken to church as babies. They joined the church by their own will, by baptism or whatever the church told them to do. But you have heard directly from God if you're born again. And you are a new creature. And you have the Spirit of God in you. And that makes all the difference. That causes salvation to be of God and not of yourself. After we are born again, God gives us understanding and we read the Bible and we understand because God enables us to understand. And we choose to go in his way after we're born again because we are servants of God now. It's like you once worked for Walmart, now you work for Neiman Marcus. We once served the world and the God of this world and our own flesh. But now we're born again, a new creature, so we serve God and our desire is toward God and we want to please Him. And as you read the Bible, you see things that please God and things that don't please God. And especially as you read the Old Testament, you will see very clearly God's reaction to the situation at hand. And things that trouble God are very clearly shown in the Old Testament. Though we don't live by the law of the Old Testament, we live now by Jesus Christ. But we still follow the rules of God as presented to us in the Holy Bible in the New Testament. But the Old Testament is also a blessing, especially after we're born again. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.